Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once more. This is episode 157, entitled Honey Traps for Website Clients. It was published on Thursday the 5th of December 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley and just before we begin, a few bits of housekeeping. We always like to share some links over on WP Builds just so that you can keep in touch with all the things that we're doing. And we do do quite a lot related to the WordPress community. So the first page is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there, you're going to find a whole bunch of ways that you can keep in touch with all the content that we put out. So for example, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. You can find our Facebook group and YouTube channel and so on and so forth. There's a couple of to fill out should you like to be kept up to date with what we're putting out in terms of podcasts, but also the news that we put out each and every Monday. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. The other one is wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Now, believe it or not, even though Black Friday and Cyber Monday have gone, we've still got quite a few offers on that page. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Just in case you've got any cash left in your wallet that you want to get rid of, go and check that page out because there might still be something which is up for grabs. Some of them are running for several weeks after the traditional Black Friday sales have finished. And the other one is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Should you wish to put your product or service on the WP Builds podcast and get some attention about your WordPress specific plugin, service, theme, etc. And a few people that have done that are these guys. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by WP Feedback. Our client communications eating up all of your time. If so, check out WP Feedback. It's a visual feedback tool for WordPress that is specifically designed to get you and your clients on the same page. You can check out wpfeedback.co for more details. And Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud-based hosting platform for WordPress. Unlike others, they let you choose the servers from top cloud providers like Google Cloud, Amazon, and DigitalOcean. There are no restrictions on the number of websites per server. And you can try Cloudways using promo code WPBuilds and you'll get $20 free hosting credit. And finally, Page Builder Cloud. Work faster in your page builder of choice by reusing your cloud save templates. Import and export any layout to any of your WordPress websites. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy, Gutenberg and many more. And you can get a free trial up and running today at pagebuildercloud.co. And we really do thank all of our sponsors for helping support the WP Build podcast. They really do make a great difference. Okay, just a quick reminder. I always somehow managed to leave this till the end and I thought maybe I should mention it at the beginning. On a Monday, we put out a about 30 minute news episode. Maybe you've heard that. I sum up the WordPress weekly news for the previous week. And also in the in the Facebook group and also live on the WP Builds website, so that's wpbuilds.com forward slash live, or the Facebook group is wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. You can join us. I'm joined by usually three WordPressy people and we t- chat through the news and it's very entertaining. We get quite a lot of engagement in the comments, but um, yeah, it's always nice to have a, a larger audience. So if you want to join us for that, that's Mondays in the afternoon, 2 p.m. UK time. 
Okay, let's get stuck into the main content today. So this is episode 157. It's a discussion with David Wormsley and I. It's based upon the book Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. And in this one, we tackle the subject of honey traps for website clients. Now, the idea of this really is based upon the fact that usually you want to try something before you buy it. So you want to try buy some shoes, you want to try them on. You want to buy a phone, you want to play with it first. How do we do that when what we're offering is a website? Surely we can't build it and let them play with it. Well, maybe there's some other ideas and that's what this podcast is about. I hope you enjoy it. This discussion we're calling Honey Traps for Website Clients. And this discussion is another in a series inspired by the book Watertight Marketing by Bryony Thomas. Very quickly, the book we are using or ripping off shows us 13 areas or leaks, as the book calls them, where businesses can lose potential customers or clients. So we thought each of these would make a good discussion topic in its own right. And it might be helpful for our business or in our roles as providing digital marketing help for clients. So conceptually, we are working up an imaginary funnel starting at the narrowest point at the bottom to the widest point at the top. And we've already discussed some leaks. So we started with forgotten customers at the bottom of our funnel. These are the people that we may have neglected, our existing customers, and they might not know what else that we do. There's poor onboarding, not realizing that new customers are on high alert and need to be smoothly welcomed in to the point where they really trust us and see themselves as our customers. Lastly, we did no emotional connection, which is more about our brand identity and connecting with potential customers. And now we are moving on to what she calls no gateway. Nathan, do you want to explain what she's talking about with no gateway? First of all, congratulations for getting through that summation of everything that we've done over the last three discussion episodes. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so this is this is a really interesting topic. First of all, um, David has actually read this book, whereas I'm sort of like just sucking his knowledge up and trying to trying to stay along for the ride. But it's really interesting. So uh, the gateway is the idea of being able to try something before you kind of commit to it i suppose in a way and and the 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 commit in our business i guess is large sums of money committing to spending a lot of money on uh, a product and the analogy that david wrote down for me is kind of like trying on clothes so there is literally no way of purchasing clothes effectively other than trying them on now i know that in this day and age with infinite returns where you can buy something and return it you can you know you can iterate through a thousand different variations of a of a pair of trousers or a or a jacket or whatever it might be but the best way of knowing is to actually wander into a shop try several on and then eventually say yes that's the one it's completely tangible you you figure it out but we in the in in the sort of you know online selling website space we, we don't have an equivalent, or at least it's not entirely obvious what an equivalent might be. So that's kind of what this is about. The persuasion of trying before you buy is very, very effective. But what on earth could we possibly give away or let them try before they actually slap down the money for the website? Is that about right? Yeah. Is that what a gateway is? Yeah, I think that's that was a good... Uh, cover of what she's talking about there's a couple of other concepts that she's thrown in as 
as well, which we ought to cover because I think what we talk about will be rubbish and the stuff in the book is so much better. But she talks about being able to offer a, a product ladder. So this is a complementary set of products or services that can lead um, from an initial lower value to the thing where you're going to make some profit on it. So you've got something that you can kind of lead people up. So I guess that's, and that is one of the problems, isn't it? Getting that kind of first payment from somebody with oh. anything that you're selling. Have you got an example of what a product ladder actually looks like in the real world? You know, so where you sort of trying to get people to sort of gradually step up, how might that look? Even if it's nothing to do with online, it could be a real world one or an online one. Yeah, well, she's got a little chart, actually, which gives some examples. And um, <laughs> we know it, I think, anyway, certainly when it comes to knowledge business and that kind of thing, marketing and consultancy. So she's got something like a free online tool. So you might have a mini audit, which is something which I know a lot of people do offer, don't they? They offer a website audit yes. on people's site. So some people are doing that. Uh, you and I aren't doing it, are we? No, I, I don't really do that. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll come to that later. But yeah, good idea. So is that like at the lowest rung of the ladder, if you like, just some way yeah. of hooking people in and you're kind of giving them a, uh, well, you're not really trying out the website building service. You're just trying out whether you and they fit, whether the way that they communicate works for you, whether you get along with each other. That's really what that's about. Yeah. And then it's sort of thinly disguised as, as giving incredible value where it, Probably it's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the the example she gives, so it would be like an online tool. Um, so the mini audit would be your sort of free, I guess, off. And then the paid thing could be a sort of audit and report. So a three-day marketing audit that you could do. So that would be a lower level cost. And then you might move into a, a consulting exercise a longer period. But that could be about the whole building of a site, couldn't it, effectively? If that first audit is about what needs to be changed with your site, you, you could slowly lead up to the new site that needs to be uh, built. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think some people are employing that kind of thing. Um, I have a bit it, of an yeah, issue with it. it. It isn't something that I do, but I do like the idea of sort of slowly. Well, I suppose it's in a bit way. It's like warming people up, isn't it? You you give them something. In this case, your free online audit tool, something very straightforward, presumably mostly or completely automated. They fill out a form and it gives out some um, prescribed answers or, or whatnot. And then you kind of move them up and you say, look, you know, this this is slightly automated. We can do a much better job if you uh, if you give us a little bit of money and we'll we'll dedicate some actual human resource into this and then keep going mm -hmm. up and up and up and and upselling and upselling until until eventually the goal is the website, I guess. Yeah, don't you think some people though do offer the free website audit as a as a manual job that they're actually going to give them a report on their you know they're, they're going to look over their site. I mean they've probably got something pre-filled and they know what they're looking for in terms of problems. Yeah, but, I, I um, expect that's true. Um, in my case, I I just don't do that. I would um, I'd happily look over their site, but th this is probably a trick that I'm missing, in that I would um, probably ask for some kind of fee in exchange for that just because it takes time but but this is where that discussion is isn't it this is about the the value that you give for free and obviously if you are really in need of clients and this is something that's consuming your your thoughts that yeah why not give something away for free presumably you don't you don't spend hours and hours and hours on this free audit you just do a fairly templated job 
tick some boxes, mm. uh, examine a few pages of the site and what have you, because, well, we don't want to give away everything for nothing, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we talked before this and uh, in a way you've blown out this whole conversation because you said <laughs> well, <laughs> you, that most people come to you already knowing that they kind of want to work with you. you. It's the referrals. So there's almost no need for you to spend any time on a gateway, is there? Yeah, in my case, and I, I, we've, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know that my business is a primarily a local business where local sites um, are built for local customers. And I live in a fairly small town. It's not minuscule, but it's big enough to support me. And the, the sort of outlying villages and towns and what have you are big enough to support what I do. And so word of mouth has been the most effective uh, tool for me uh, and I was saying to you before we began this call I got an email just the other day where somebody said um, you know we're needing a website and your name kept coming up so we're getting in touch with you so in that sense um, I'm working on the mm. basis that I hope at least the fact that my name in inverted commas kept coming up is enough uh, reassurance yeah. let's use that word reassurance that they can trust me yeah and I, I really don't do a great deal of this stuff but I know that because you've pivoted recently you don't have that mm. same local feel to your business you're going for the the global market you're you are going to mm. have to spend some time thinking about this stuff and I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people who are listening to this yeah I I, I mean mine is the opposite problem because I mean, it was fine for a while when I was working with a, a colleague who was based where I used to live so we were working on uh, client projects there now I kind of I'm out and about I'm needing to top up with new clients now fortunately I'm okay because existing clients have either been passing on new work to me or I'm getting some referrals so it's enough to keep me going but I'm certainly aware that I kind of need to branch out and, and it's a global market to me now because I'm just not located anywhere I don't have that connection I'm not gonna you know ask Bob the plumber, you know, who does his website, you know, because I'm not going to see Bob the plumber and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so I, I really do need some of these gateways. I need some way of attracting people in at a low risk because it's all about the risk, isn't it? Yeah, just just a slightly bizarre question and maybe a, a sort of slightly controversial question. I don't know. It, is any of this particular stuff, is there any sort of disingenuousness to it? I don't know if disingenuousness is a word. Is it disingenuous? In other words, are you offering, are you claiming to offer in any of this, do you believe, something of value which really isn't? Or is it simply just sort of like a lead magnet? In other words, if you were to, let's say you do your, your online mini audit or whatever it might be, mm. does it stand alone? Is there actually enough value in it to, for somebody to then go off to another person and say, look, I've had this audit done. These are the things that I need doing. Look, can you make a head start on my website? Or, or are we simply doing this as a as a mechanism to provide uh, enough, um, enough, what's the word? You know, you're trying to sort of get them into your process so that they feel, okay, I can trust them. There's not quite enough in the document that I'm holding to go with. So, I, okay, I'll step up and I'll pay for the next level. You know, so is it an audit in the sense of, let's take an example. If I pay for my house to be surveyed, which in the UK is like some kind of legal requirement, that survey has to be portable. After I've received it and hold it in my hand, I, I should be able to go to any estate agent or what have you any lawyer any mortgage company and say look there it is that's everything that you need to know to crack on mm -hmm. 
do we have the same here mm. or are we just offering a little tantalizing bit yeah do you know i don't know what people offer and i have another problem with it as well because just the way i am cynical is that i feel <laughs> if i did have a website I, d I don't know if i'd want to take somebody up on that because i would feel duty bound really to give any work that needed to be done to that person um perhaps other people wouldn't so it would prevent me from engaging in the whole system even if mm. i thought a, a website review might be a good thing i do want somebody to look over it also you know i might just be worried that that if they're offering this for free it's going to take up their time then they're looking for some payback so they're, they're probably going to look for problems aren't they so it's like if my car's working i take it into a garage are they going to just find problems <laughs> because i'm there you know yeah that um, is interesting i don't I, I suspect that a, a proportion of people do view a lot of these offers through that prism and so yeah. You know, some people are going to see it in the in a different light and with a different spirit, and they'll say, "Oh, that's great! Uh, oh, great! Somebody's going to take a look at my website and give me some data back." And of course, there'll be a proportion that feel that, "Oh, goodness me, no! That's clearly uh, disingenuous. It's a lead magnet. They're just trying to suck me in for some more work." You know, blah blah blah. And um, and I suppose what we need is a whole array of different techniques, not just uh, a website audit. A whole ton of different gateway offers and maybe maybe we'll get onto that yeah I, I i it's not the one that i would pick i mean i think i mentioned before that i would i really want to put some time together to put a little freebie course together that i can use that would be helpful to existing clients but also be a, a lead magnet so you know a kind of email funnel um, that just would stand on its own you know that talks a little bit about just very quick fixes they can do to their websites to perhaps you know improve their conversion rates and that kind of thing you so do i think quite that a lot of videos it. don't you i know that you do a lot of videos now it's slightly slightly strangely those videos are all well certainly the ones that i've watched they're they're aimed at people who clearly would never need your your products or services because you're explaining the sort of minutiae of beaver builder layouts and the options within a, a module and so on and so forth but have you have you strayed more into that yet you know the the, the um, novice client kind of videos and if so have you found them to be well received viewed commented on no, I haven't, and I want to. But I, I think for any for my website, if I could have a little, you know, sign up to this and get this little course, and it would be private videos for that that I'd like to do. Mm. But you know, I think it would be a very easy thing to do. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but my, the concept anybody, I guess, could do this. You know, you just have to think of those kind of five-minute things you can explain to somebody about little changes they can make on their website. You know, just just understanding how our proposition value works or something, you know, to, to put your header there or just, I don't know, just there's a whole bunch of tiny little things which I wrote down somewhere, which I just thought that could make a nice little series that would stand alone. And hopefully the idea is that there we, it's a little bit of try, uh, see before you try it out or just try before you buy rather yeah, yeah. Uh, with that. Because at least it it gives you gives them some indication that you might know some stuff. Yes, yeah, I, and I, I suppose if somebody's arrived on your website, depending on the the kind of the way it's been optimized, the SEO that you've you've 
put put into it and what have you you are going to hopefully know a little bit about the the problem that they're experiencing so as an example i don't know if you've got a a care plan web page where the the seo is clearly all about uh, problems with websites it might be that they've ended up on that particular page because of they've got a, a problem with their website something's broken and they need a quick fix so the the thing that you offer the video that you offer might be different on that page to your i don't know generic home page where you are mm. offering something a bit more generic and in that sense you might just like to i don't know something as gen- something as as bland as just introducing yourself saying who you are showing people around your office and uh, and so on and so forth what you specialize in and etc but I think all of us can just offer a little freebie course or something in some form or a little email um, uh, funnel that would just, it's a little freebie service to a client, which is made for anybody. So it, it doesn't target anybody. So they won't feel that they're being put under pressure to have to go with you, you know? So I think, I think that would still fit as a gateway, wouldn't it? Into your products, you give something free, as long as it's followed up with the, the next move that you might want to can you know if you have some issues with these things or you need somebody to help with you you know you can move them into actually buying something off you i just wonder actually with websites i mean i i wonder if another route into getting clients is to help them on their i know some do help them on their existing website first before they would sell them a new website wow that is that is a controversial subject isn't it are you are you talking about helping as in literally helping like for free or are you talking about helping as in just assisting as a i don't know on an hourly rate or something like that yeah i was thinking more for paid you know but uh, you know perhaps if you get let's say you put something on your web imagine they're not going to get to your website if they're not looking for one but you know perhaps you could find some way to find people where you you gave them something of value about websites or digital marketing and then still made yourself available to do tweaks on their existing site before perhaps leading to the fact that they might want to come with you wholesale on a new site at some point yeah could be a could be a routine to me it all feels like the whole purpose of this is is a is a trust building exercise it's not so much about letting making them aware of your processes and you know how many website clients you've had before at least that's if i were if i were to spend more time doing this that's the way i would want to frame it is just a bit more personal a bit more this is who i am this is what i look like this is what i do this is how i talk this is the kind of things you perhaps could expect a little bit more of a trust building exercise i'm just wondering if all of this always has to be caught behind like a lead capture form you know in other words so in your case you've done these videos do you do you put those videos out on a on a web page completely public facing or do you have those behind a, an email address subscription form or something like that you know what's at what point do you decide there's value in this but only exchange for an email so that I can contact you later or do you take the approach that look there's value in this for absolutely everybody and all I want to do is build up trust and hope that some of that is sticky so I'm just going to yeah. put it out there and let everybody view it whether they put their email address in or not yeah you know, that that would make more sense, wouldn't it, actually, to put it just publicly. And uh, But then, you know, I, not everybody can do that, can they? 
No, I, think, I mean, you're right. And a lot of people would find that, I suppose, objectionable because you are, in a sense, giving something for absolutely nothing. But I, I think one of the things that this podcast has taught me is that doing something for nothing can actually be can actually reward you in ways that were unexpected. You know, there's all sorts of things that have that have come about from doing this podcast. And, and you know, here we are sitting here just chatting away um, and mm. it's just content. There's no there's no paywall. It's just out there for anybody to grab. And, and some people seem to like that. Um, and it, it has unexpected consequences, but it does create quite a lot of uh, it does create quite a lot of work in terms of actually doing it. And I suppose at some point you've got to justify it for yourself. You can't just keep making courses and keep making courses and never, never convert those people unless somehow you are independently enormously wealthy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, these things are really difficult. I mean, it's very easy for the stuff that we buy a lot of, which is WordPress plugins and apps. And um, with products like that, it's very easy for them to just offer a free trial, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you get that all the time, don't you? know, Try the SEO plugin for 15 days or something like that. Try this, that and the other. And that it's it's perfect because you are actually buying a a product which is pre-built. So in a sense, it's a bit like buying a car or buying something like that. You know, you you, you're allowed to go and test drive it around the road for a a few hours and what have you. And here's our plugin. We believe it's great try it for a couple of weeks if you don't like it no big deal we'll either refund your money or we won't charge you in the first place but website building you can't do that can you You can't get 15 days into something and then them say actually you know what i'm not i'm not liking it i'm just not going to pay you so it's it's really different and I, i i don't know what the perfect answer is um but i i do like the audit but i'm wondering if there's other ideas around it as well I've got a few and some of them I've partly done, but they're not going to suit most people. It's just my experiments into the idea of moving more towards training people. So I've got my live demo site, which has got some templates on it. And it's got for me, it's got Beaver Builder in and some of the plugins there. And it's all made simple. And, it's you know, somebody signs to that. They get a little video that explains how they can use it. And they've got it for seven days. Now, this is all great, uh, but I haven't really tried it out because recently it's only been returning customers. So I haven't had the opportunity to see if that's going to help new people to make the decision to come with me because I've, I've not bothered showing it to people who already know. But yeah, so what's so, the messaging on that? Are you are you going to be kind of like at reaching out to, I mean, clearly the, the whole here's how to use Beaver Builder uh, video series is of very little use to people who are already using Beaver Builder because they've probably yeah. understood it. So are you going to be sort of like putting a landing page together and then dr- driving traffic to that with, I don't know, cold email or paid ads or how are you going to no. do that? No, it's not, it's not so much about that. I'm just really using that as an example, as, as a stepping stone product, if you like, a freebie that somebody can try. So they've already needed to have made contact with me before they get to find out about that. So in this case, they would need to have some intent that they're thinking about having a website done and they're considering me. And then I would just say, oh, yeah, yeah, we do this and this is how we work. You buy a book a day or so many days or whatever. But first, if you want to try out what you're getting, in terms of the website itself, there's an example there. You just go and sign in and you can play around so you can see how much you can do to be able to change your own website when it's finished. And that's, that's quite the a idea lot of work, that. isn't it? The, the, the amount of work that you must have put into that up front on the hope that people will 
uh, get in touch with you and sign up in that way. How many hours do you reckon you've put into making those videos and setting up the demo install and the presumably when they enter their email address, it, it spins up a demo in some way, shape or form? Yeah, well, it's, it didn't take me very long because oh, I'm using I'm using a plugin, you know, and and there are a couple really that could be used anyway. People are using the WP Ultimo, which we like, yeah. don't we? As yeah. the, the concept, and there's the Moto Presses Demo Builder. So it doesn't take long if you've already just got a website built up and you just give them the uh, editor access to the site, which clears away most of the stuff and just hide a few things. And I put one video that just says, this is how you use it. So you can, you know, so it's, it's a nice thing there, but I haven't, you know, like most things we talk about, I haven't really fully made use of the ideas yet. So I shall see that one over time, but it is a, it does fit into a sort of a kind of gateway it is a it is a, a, an attempt to allow people to try something but of course that's not going to work for all the people who like to keep the clients out of the the website or want to just restrict it to very simple areas they can change oh well, yeah and i would imagine that's a significant proportion of the people who build websites you know they don't really yeah. necessarily want the clients having complete control over everything whereas you have a very different approach and you want them right from the get-go to to understand how yeah. to use a page builder and hopefully do as much of it as for themselves as they can. So yeah, that is slightly different for most people, but I'm just interested to, at the lengths that you've gone to there to <laughs> set up that demo install. You see, my approach is so archaic compared to yours. And because I'm largely going to people's homes or offices, or um, I'm communicating via, I don't know, something like Zoom or what have you, I will do the exact same thing, but face to face. So I will yeah. I will spin up a, a version, a vanilla install of WordPress with something like Beaver Builder in it and a, a basic theme. And then I'll just I'll just show them how they could, you know, how they can operate. So I'll it, and it's not even on a sort of very polished level. It's just look, you traditionally have a header here. Let's just drag a header in and look, you'll notice that now I've got the option to amend that text. And I would do that by typing in here. And OK, underneath that, what if we put an image? OK, let's see how you do that. And I just show them. And, and it's always very interesting to me that they're they're sort of mesmerized by how simple that process is and so i don't really need to do that for very long and after a few minutes they yeah. say oh look look at all these options down the left hand side because i lock the i lock the sort of controls the modules all on the left hand side and i sort of say look, look mm -hmm. how many options there are look we've got a portfolio one and we've got a, a gallery one and just very briefly explain so and then you know kind of say something like and so you can see over time it, it becomes really easy to amend these sites and you get a bit more experience with it and so on and so forth and, and it doesn't take long it turns yeah. out that with most of my clients most of them enjoy that moment and then they don't really want to get involved with the with with the page builder anyway so it kind of yeah. pushes yeah. it back to me for for the work so it, it i've never noticed that being a an impediment to me actually having to build things because they although they're beguiled by how easy it is they're also kind of well. I doubt of the time. Could you, could you just do it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Well, that's interesting. How long have we been talking? I didn't know that you did that. That you showed them the the page builder in the you know in the initial conversations. Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't always you know as an example. A couple of months ago, I went to a a building firm. They've got a great big office in town, and you could just tell that this guy was. I don't know. He just wanted to get his fingers on the computer. He just was that kind of a guy. You know, he wasn't quite 
happy to watch me doing it so i just i got it all set up and i showed him a couple of things i just pushed it over to him and um and then he started dragging things in and Hmm. and i got the job built the site and he hasn't touched it since then so you know it was just it it worked it was just an effective sales pitch in a way Uh, he was beguiled Hmm. by the the possibilities that at some point in the future he could um, amend things if he wanted to but he's too busy He's too busy with his building company, but it was it, <laughs> yeah. it was a very effective way of um, demonstrating to him. And I feel that kind of was a was a, a pretty good gateway, but it's very labor intensive. You know, I've got to get in the car. I've got to set up a, yeah. a demo. I've got to go and be there at the right time and, you know, make sure that my calendar's free and all that. Whereas yours is much more go to this page and just sort it out. Watch the video. It's much, much <laughs> less labor intensive when yeah, you they? repeat it yours was way more labor intensive to set up but i think that by the time i've done mine twice we've probably spent an equal number of hours yeah and do you know what and I, I, this is one of my thoughts on this i mean there's just some people who are just going to want to play with their own websites and some who are not and, and in some ways i don't think we necessarily have to uh, <laughs> sort of make lines for make it difficult for clients to do that i think if you show them like you you do they that's they just like the fact that it's there, but they probably won't touch their sites at all. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think it's still a selling point, actually, often to show um, that the page builders these days, even if I know most of them won't be interested at all. And, and if they weren't, if they were the type of person who likes to fiddle around, they will just start fiddling around anyway. There was one client that I had who, when we was building their site with Genesis and everything was hard-coded, it, it just wasn't five minutes before the guy started tinkering around with it. <laughs> clearly must have just didn't know any PHP, but clearly had done what I do, sort of understood <clears throat> how this section was connected to this page on the on the PHP template and just moved it around. It was staggering. Right. Interesting. So, I mean, that's that's interesting as well. You know, each person is going to want to have a different gateway to each other person. And I suppose in the end, you've got to you've got to decide what your what your niche is and what kind of thing that they're going to respond well to. We're going to get a bit of pushback on this, though, aren't we? I suppose in that we are we are advocating or at least the discussion is dwelling around the idea of doing a ton of stuff for nothing at the beginning. And I know that a lot of people will probably find that um well objectionable the idea is that you should be paid for everything even things like discovery sessions should be paid um but perhaps that's not the way that that it always has to work no but do you know what i think discovery that can still work can't it i mean i think you could probably start with a paid offering that is less risk than the the main website so if you're you know if you're trying to sell a 10k plus website or something that's a lot of money to take off somebody if you offered as your sort of gateway product stepping stone a no risk um discovery period where you offered to work with them to scope out the project that they're talking about something that you would clearly say they could use to go to anybody if you don't want to go with us then it's a kind of stepping stone isn't it there's less risk something they still needed to do yeah do you do much of that kind of discovery i mean i know (laughs) that you you're not going to be doing it in person but do you do it do you actually spend time in that sense or do you just sort of crack on based upon materials that they've sent you and forms that they filled in and whatnot yeah, I've, I've done a couple of, I've sold a couple of um, discovery periods before, but they've been just not what I thought they were going to be as a product. They, they really weren't 
uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to be talking about kind of user identities, that kind of thing. And uh, really, when I needed to pull it out is when somebody couldn't get their brief together for me. They didn't. We really had to sort of flesh out what it was that, yeah. that their site needed to do for them, yeah. you know, on the technical point of view. And I also had to say, you know, I, I'm going to need to if we're doing this fairly cheaply i'm gonna need to see whether there are plugins or way in wordpress where we can do it without it being costly so you'll need to pay for me to just check that's possible so that's the only time i've really ever used discovery for that kind of thing so your experience was you you weren't that convinced by it, it didn't work in your sense um i think the discovery process I, I mean i have to be very honest about this i i i don't do an awful lot of this other than sitting down and having a chat and going through my my documentation where i try to get out of them what it is that i need it's not mm. less about what um what they need if you know what i mean because like i said many times before i'm dealing with local clients and i often know what their business is all about anyway but I'm mm. um, I'm probably I, I'm not very confident in those situations. I, I don't really feel like I'm, I'm yet uh, what's the right word particularly effective at that. I think mm. that I'd be better hiring somebody in if that you know if I got the ten twenty thousand pound website where we really needed a deep dive. I think there'd be people who'd be positioned to do that much better than me um, because I, I often get kind of go, go down blind alleys and and. Um, talk about the wrong things or ask the wrong question then discover halfway through uh, oh good grief we've wasted half an hour and I'm, I'm really not where I wanted to be so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know I mean the people who talk about paid discovery periods as a as a sort of gateway uh, uh, the only people I've heard talk about that are, well Chris Lemmer does that but you know he's kind of known uh, for producing so much content and for being somebody known for doing consultation so I, I wouldn't, you know, somebody's not going to come to me and I'm going to be able to offer this because they're not going to trust me on that <laughs> to, mm. to even start that process. So so it's not been an option. It's only been, <clears throat> it's not really my discovery period has never been used as a, as a stepping stone to doing a website with me. They've already decided it. I just wanted some money up front before we commit to how much it's going to cost really or how much time it's going to take. That's it. Towards the end of the document that David and I look uh, always share when we do these podcasts, you've put a list of kind of like nine possible ideas. Now, I know that we've gone through a few of mm. these already, but maybe it'd be a good idea to just riff around some of these other mm. ones. Um, you've mentioned freebie website reviews and the product ladder, freebie mm. courses and email funnels. We've mentioned discovery period you've done um, live demos. So that's that's me. That That is where I fit. Number four on your list, live demos. I'm, I'm more mm. than happy to do that. I really enjoy doing that, actually. And the, the, the reason I like doing that is largely because I, I don't feel that I'm I'm doing anything new. Essentially, I'm just doing what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. I run through um, building pages uh, with, in my case, Beaver Builder and WordPress, mm. and it feels completely organic. And I'm, I'm also in a real comfort zone there in that if they ask me any questions, I can offer the answer because I probably know it. Whereas with, mm. with some of the other ones, I've, I've never put together the freebie course. I just don't have mm. the time to do that. And I don't have the inclination to do that. So that, that, that live demo fits me really well. Um, what's this webinar thing? How, how would you run a well, webinar? What, what, what are you I thinking? Think, there? Well, Gather people up for like a once a month session. I think um, I can think of one person who's done that, a friend of ours, Clark Marshall. They ran 
a webinar once. So they had a, a, a contact in a, a, a certain niche and they ran a webinar for them, which I think was just generally more about using their websites for marketing. But within that, they were able to sell on their services and how they can help with that website that they might want. So that was a nice little freebie stepping stone. That's a really interesting idea, actually. I suppose you'd have to you'd have to market that within an inch of its life and really hone in on what it was because people attend webinars for yeah, well, I, I, I think mostly they don't watch it like it's television. You know, it's not for entertainment. They go with a purpose in mind and they're hoping to fix a problem. So if you could uh, figure out what it was. So, uh, for example, there's a um, chap in the in our Facebook group who's often making lot of, lots of very um, fabulous comments. Who's called Chris Hughes. And he owns um, a website, a WordPress management business, whereby he'll take over the um, the maintenance and the upkeep of your WordPress website. I can see webinars fitting perfectly for him because each mm. month he could do something about the typical problems that are you know faced by WordPress website owners, and and then towards the end he could get onto how his business. Um, would solve all of those and take those headaches away whilst also giving value along the way yeah 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 that's interesting but because mine's just generic i'll build any kind of website i don't really feel i've got the i don't really feel i've got the messaging right for that because i think people show up to a website not wanting something generic usually something a bit more specific Yes, that's the thing. And it it does take some. I mean, if you know someone, I think in their case, it was fine. They they knew someone that had a big group, I think, for coaches and they could just advertise their webinar, which was going to talk about what they knew. And that might be of use to the people who were you know training to be coaches themselves. Mm. And, and I think that worked for them. But, um, yeah, I, just, I think it would be hard how to reach the people in the first place with that. I guess there are um, lots of business networks where perhaps you could advertise within them for a particular, I don't know, just because a lot of those people just won't know what they can get out of digital marketing. So you could do that and then try to sell your website services it's on the top of it. It's an interesting idea, though, because mm. in with my model of, of going out to people's offices, I'm, I'm permanently on a one-to-one ratio. You know, literally, it's me demonstrating how to how I can help to one business, and I do it one at a time. Whereas with the webinar, you know, you might see it as a complete failure if only one person showed up, but it's still the exact same odds as me turning up to an office. But I still <laughs> yes. do that, you know, and I've got the additional problem of mileage and driving and time scheduling. Whereas if you did the webinar. You know, it's it wouldn't be a failure if one person showed up. That would still be, in my eyes, a success because you've still got the same odds. And you could then talk yeah. to that one person. All right, all right, Jeff. It looks like it's just me and you. Let's uh, let's let's have a real proper chat because it's. But if you turned out to be very good at it, you could have two, three, ten, however many people came on the line. So I think I think that webinar idea is actually quite inspired. Hmm. Well, we move on to the next one, which is, is just more my silliness again. You know, we had a whole episode talking about my poster, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> that I was going to put up in, uh, which I never did. I still keep holding back on this. So this is connected with the latest idea on what I might do if I'm desperate to try and pull in some more customers from London. So uh, the next time I might, when we go to London, put up a poster that just has a live event at where we live 
which can accommodate a number of people around the table, probably sort of 10 to 12 people, and have a, a free maker website with WordPress half-day event or something. Really costly. But I, I actually think that a freebie like that might attract a lot of people. Just looking around at the courses there are offering that kind of thing, they seem to get filled even when they're charging quite a reasonable amount. So um, I'm suspecting, this is my theory on this, that if people did come to that, they would see the basics of what you would teach people, perhaps, you know, how easy it is to, say, spin out a site with something like um, Astra Sites or something like that, which rely on a page builder. But if you showed them how much more they could do with you, <laughs> yeah. you know you might pull some people in so i don't know this is an idea that might it certainly probably won't be done this year but it's it's just an idea out there really that i'm playing with i think um i think that's inspired i guess it requires a certain temperament doesn't it it requires <clears> you to be a uh, you know a, a raconteur you've got to have the ability to stand up in front of people and confidently speak to the room and realize what you're audiences and why they've showed up and get your messaging right but i think you'd be very good at that it's just you, there's a there's a quite an expense isn't there you've got to um make sure you've hired a suitable place presumably you know make sure there's food and drinks available and all of that kind of stuff as well and um it's, it's not something i've ever entertained but i i yeah. think i i know because you and i again know people who've done this and it's been tremendously mm. successful. It's managed to, in in one afternoon, gather them heaps of business. Mm. Yeah, I, I th it's worth taking a punt on something like that. I mean, particularly if you've got the space that you can do it without having to hire at great expense, a place particularly in London. So that's why I've been thinking it's a great uh, an opportunity to do that. And particularly with the free advertising, um, with so many people going past a, a railway station, it's one to try out. So it's not going to be available to most people, but at least it's another, another way in. But again, it's not going to work for many businesses. If you really want to be commanding high prices, this isn't going to, this isn't going to work for you, is it? It's going to work for me. Mm. Okay. So the next one was number seven. Interesting. Putting some kind of forum together or a group. Well, I think a lot of people have made this their thing, haven't they? You, you know, you only have to log mm. into Facebook and see the endless different kinds of groups that are out there. The idea of being the sort of thought leader in a particular group, whether it's marketing or building sites with beaver builder or building sites with elementor yeah i think that's a great idea if you're the the person who's curating moderating posting frequently in those groups it doesn't have to be your own group either i suppose you can do that through other groups i i wonder you know how many how many times have you seen in not so much the wp builds group to be fair but in other facebook groups an exchange where work has come out of it somebody expresses a problem and then a few moments later it's clear that they've hired somebody to do it that happens quite a bit mm. Mm. I always wonder about that because it seems like quite a, another thing that would be quite costly because if you run a group, <clears throat> generally you're going to be providing a lot of information to people about how they can do it for themselves. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, well, I guess that's just a follow on from what I was saying earlier, but I just wonder how many, you know, how much work there is in that <laughs> for, you know, for the person who's going to run that group and the time it's going to take them. Yeah, it seems like forums, self-hosted forums, have kind of died the death in face in the in the you know in the, mm -hmm. the tidal wave that is Facebook and so on. So it's just an interesting idea though, and something that you can set up in a in a heartbeat. You've got to be mm. committed to it and keep going back, haven't you? Um, mm. 
And what's this thing about Gillette razor blades? What what what's that all about? <laughs> you know what? That's interesting because I wrote this down and then I saw Bryony's own comment about this. So with product businesses, she mentions the gateway offer being a free sample like disposable razor blades. So the Gillette model, I was introduced to this concept, never heard of it before, but there are a bunch of people and I'm still very attracted to this who if you like reverse the logic, the, the website is almost the, the cheap product that you put out there to engage people so they will take on your hosting and care. Mm. And, and, it, and it's taking that uh, razor blade model because, you know, you give the, you've got the disposable razor blade and the core product is that kind of baby. You've got all of the extra things, you know, you you, you have to have that sorry you, you're given the holder for the razor blades but you have to keep buying razor blades for that holder all the time yes. don't you yes uh, and and the, so the website you know and i am attracted to that again it's something that's not going to appeal to most people and i think if you're try, trying to charge for a high value product with a website much of these gateways aren't going to the work aren't they they're about offering something free but it does I, I you know it does appeal to me that idea of keeping a web the the website costs very low or at least a a basic site to start with with mm. the idea that you might get that lifetime value from that customer as they increase what they want to do with their websites as they continue to pay you for the hosting and maintenance mm. so yeah that's the gillette model really that's fascinating. It's really interesting. Um, always full of these fascinating ideas. Um, what's the last one? Excuse me, I've just got oh. a frog in my throat. Um, something no. about freebie tears. <laughs> no, it was just a stupid idea. I think we should move on. But the thought was because, well, I'll just explain it now because, you know, we've got the the websites as a service model, haven't we? Was out there, and it, you know, most of those offer as Wix, Weebly, Squarespace do a free tier to attract people in to try it to buy and i just wondered and it's just a thought whether that ever could be used to move people to a full service version of a website mm. it feels like that the tide is going in the opposite direction not in that direction so it feels like you'd be um struggling <coughs> against the tide but i could be wrong yeah, you know what, though, as soon as I've said that, I've just realized there is an example. Again, same friend, Clark. I think he's actually done oh. something very similar to that, actually. Mm -hmm. I think because he's got two two businesses, effectively. One is DIY and one is their custom work. And I'm sure he's had people convert from the DIY to the custom because they've gone in and, they, you know, they provide the support as well for doing the DIY. But they've just gone, yeah, yeah you, you do it first. Yeah, just get fed up with actually maintaining it. And um, a little bit like my guy who was beguiled with the page builder, but then, you know, quickly got back to the, the stresses and strains of running a successful business, business building houses and realized he didn't want to actually have anything to do with his website at all. Yeah. And the difference is, of course, with Clark, this isn't a, a freebie tier that he's offering. They still had to make some commitment to going into their DIY. But it is still a possibility, isn't it? You know, very low cost option yeah. to build your own website 
using you know the these tools that we now have you know particularly wp ultimo it's getting getting a good plug for free isn't it today yeah it really <laughs> um, is <laughs> you know you can kind of set these things up um but yeah the freebie tier would scare the life out of me because the yeah. idea that you would have to pay for the hosting for somebody who never moved off it yeah i think a free i think a a freebie trial period is better than a freebie tier i, I mean obviously in the you know you go to a SaaS app there's always a free tier isn't there just about but it's so hobbled as to be utterly useless normally i can't think of too many apps um where the the intention is to give something that's useful useful although having said that i think elementor a lot of people just use the the free version of elementor and are quite happy with it but anyway they've clearly yeah. managed to upgrade most of those people onto their their paid plans so that's good well, David, to be honest, we're on 47 minutes. Is there anything urgent that we missed out towards the bottom of our document or are we basically done? No. Do you want to, do you want to give well, there it was one, Go on. Well, there was one thing that we talked about, which we skipped over, which mm. was just about the whole speculative design thing. I don't know if it's worth discussing yeah, that before quickly. we go. Yeah, very Let's go for it, yeah. Yeah, because when I came into building sites that was the big thing everybody was saying no more speculative design it's 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 evil it's bad it's just wasting your time but yeah i just wonder now whether we've gone far enough to change that approach because there are so many templates so many um free examples and free images and icon sets and all that that we could easily throw together a lot of example home pages and all you need is a pdf to show somebody that if somebody's asking you for a design of what do you think our website should look like, I don't see why you can't pull something almost off the shelf, slightly change it a little bit and hand that over as a sort of speculative design to sort of engage with somebody in the first steps to whether they might want to come with you. Yeah, I think when when that was all being shouted about, don't do any designs, you know, a speculative mm. design, it was because it was actual labor, whereas now you know websites because of the the way that they are built now it's all rows and the rows can be templated and the pages can be templated and you can literally throw together a half decent web page in a matter of minutes so long as you're not trying to do the seo and you're not trying to get the messaging bang on you can throw together something which looks half decent i i yeah i don't know that i'll be doing it i don't know that i'll be <laughs> spending a great deal of time building mock-ups for people but I, I can see that if it takes seconds, especially if there's a, a process of automating it. We we had an interesting chat before we recorded mm. about how you could combine something like ACF with a page builder mm. and within minutes fill out five or six fields that were specific to their business and have those like merge tags, if you like, populate an entire website. You could have that done in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. Um, it's the setting it up. It's always the setting it up, which is uh, troublesome. Okay, so um, next week, or not next week, next time you and I have a discussion episode, we're going to be doing leak number five, which is something to do with approving, no critical approval. But we won't get into that just yet. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure what that's about. It's under the same category here. It's all about kind of trialing that stage where people might have an interest, but you need to sort of move them on a small step. So it's in the same sort of section. So it'll be interesting, this one. Yeah, we need to, well, you need to go and uh, read the, mm -hmm. the correct chapter and swat <laughs> up before then. But nice. Thanks for chatting, us, chatting with me today, David. That was lovely. 
Well, there we go. Another interesting episode. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you found some of that useful. I do like these discussions with David and it's yeah this whole topic of trying to mop up areas where we might be leaking clients um, before we've even got them as clients is really interesting. And uh, yeah, certainly try as you buy is something that I use all the time in the real world. I want some shoes. I'm going to try them on. I want a phone. I'm going to play with it in the shop before I buy it. And so coming up with some ideas of the kind of things that we could do to enable clients to do that without us having to build the entire website first seems seems like a, a really sensible idea. Hope you enjoyed the episode. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Page Builder Cloud. If you want to dramatically speed up your WordPress website workflow, then check out Page Builder Cloud. It securely saves all your templates to your own cloud, and you can then reuse them on any other website in seconds. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy Gutenberg, and many more. It's not just for page builders, though. You can save your contact forms and ACF layouts, too. So get a free trial today at pagebuildercloud.com. And WP and up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and up supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counselling. Please help enable WP and up by visiting wpnop.org forward slash give. Okay, join us next week. We'll have another podcast for you. Or join us on Monday for the two things that we do. The the news, which I pre-record. It's about half an hour long. And also the live news, 2pm UK time over at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. I have some Latin cheesy music for you today. And uh, I can certainly guarantee it's incredibly cheesy. So enjoy that. And bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now.